Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Trisha Smith, global CEO of Anthropology. In late September, Anthropology celebrated its 30th anniversary, proving the strength of its influential retail concept known for facilitating discovery. I wanted to ask Trisha how Anthropology is commemorating the milestone as well as to what she owes the company's longevity, and finally, how she's paving the way for its success in the next 30 years. Welcome, Trisha. Amazing. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being here. I mean, you are a newbie mid-pandemic. Talk to me about your background pre-anthropology, what drew you to the company, obviously. (laughs) I don't know if it's obvious, but what a great company. But yeah, tell me about your road here. Yeah, so I actually started my career uh, at Nordstrom. I was hired on the sales floor as part-time seasonal help. Um, And over a couple of years, I graduated from some not-so-very-glamorous roles, spending long hours working in the stock room and running inventory to eventually developing really, I think, what what I I carry with me as a passion for working with customers on uh, and, and running departments. And uh, all this before being given my first buying job at age 21. So from a, a very young age, I knew I was very passionate about retail and serving customers. And then over the course of the next 25 years, I stayed with Nordstrom and was given opportunities to expand my scope and leadership with my Last assignment, running the women's merchandising teams as the executive vice president in GMM. And I, I think, love that. Yeah, thank you. You paid your dues. I, I did. And I think that <laughs> doesn't Nordstrom, I feel like Nordstrom, um, I guess, a high, uh, promotes from within a lot, like really values that that road. Yeah, it, it was an amazing experience. I think I learned so much about, you know, kind of keeping the customer front and center on all of those decisions and, and really, I think, helped prepare me in many ways for, for the job that I'm in right now. But I guess to answer your question about what drew me to anthropology, I mean, I remember discovering anthropology on one of my first buying trips in New York at the anthropology store in Soho. And I still remember the way the store made me feel. I remember what I bought, about a candle um, and I can't, I don't think that I can recall any other like retail experiences where I remember that moment and I remember what I bought, you know, 20 something years ago. Um, and I think in many ways that I remember the way the store made me feel. Um, and I, it was, I remember distinctly that it was really the first time that I as a young woman felt really inspired by a retail experience. And I think it was like the thoughtfulness of the curation of product from apparel to candles and Home accessories really all celebrated with this amazing and incredible visual installations and and really inspired this kind of sense of discovery in me that I think really anthropology was the first to create. So I think when the opportunity was presented to me to join as the CEO, um, and yes, it was exciting. It was a bit of a pinch me moment. Um, I really, I did recall that experience and immediately began to visualize and get really excited about how we could build on and create that same feeling and connection to the brand for a new generation of anthropology customers. How do you describe the assortment? Like I said, and like you said, I feel like you can go in. I don't know if it's a per- certain type of person. I feel I, I was wondering like well, how you would describe the lifestyle. Like if there is, I don't know, a guiding principle or or style or customer that's really like, yeah, the North Star in terms of the the merchandise that you're putting on the floor. First, let's start there. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's amazing. Creativity it really is the DNA of our brand. Um, and that kind of paired with, 
you know, a desire to really meet the needs of our customers that guides so many of our decisions. So over time, I think that really empowered our teams to think about how we could kind of further express that creativity and, and really evolve anthropology into a lifestyle brand. Um, our team uses the term only at anthro uh, to describe really unique, sometimes unexpected pieces that you can't find anywhere else. And really that kind of starts that sense of discovery. Um, and now, you know, kind of 30 years later, I think we really feel like we can expand that sense of discovery, you know, to how you want to design your home or create a dream wedding or set a beautiful table or cultivate, you know, an incredible garden space. And so all with really intentional curation of like really unique, only down through pieces, really thoughtful design and partnerships with amazing collaborators and brands. So uh, may or may not fully describe the lifestyle, but I think it does start with kind of that commitment to that sense of discovery and the, and the DNA of creativity. Yeah. So for that only at Anthro, um, I don't know, focus or yeah, maybe not everything is, um, like you said, but um, what's the breakdown or how would you describe that between the brands that you own, the products, uh, products by the brands you own versus ones that are more maybe temporary collaborations versus third-party brands that you just carry because you love? Is is there a happy place in terms of, in terms of the balance? I think it depends on the category. You know, to be honest, I would say, um, it, you know, the majority of our product is designed, produced, and sourced um, by our in-house teams, which are amazing. They're all based here in Philadelphia. And then I would say the remainder is, um, is a, a balanced kind of season over season of either new brands or um, you know, we, we work really hard to introduce new designers and, and collaborators and ceramicists and interior designers uh, so that we can kind of create this sense of discovery again um, around newness. And, and so that each season, I think our, our assortment and the experience feels feels different and new. Well, as you grow and expand, I know you have this kind of anthro group of brands, um, and that includes Beholden and that includes Trevain. Like, are those, how are those, I guess, involved in an anthropology store or incorporated? Are they separate? Is there is there overlap, but then also separation? Or how would you describe the interplay between between the group of brands? Yeah. So we we think of you know anthropology as as our, our main brand. We have branded our home and design uh, assortment of furniture and decor um, through the Anthro Living brand. So um, if you're on our website, uh, we have a different shopping experience for anthropology versus anthro living. We have actually newly, as of this week, converted Beholden, which is our wedding brand, onto the anthropology site to create a little bit more ease of shopping across, you know, how you're designing and creating a wedding. And there's there's in so many uh, events and occasions, it seems like, to dress for that we really think that that experience is really best served on our anthropology website. And our Beholden wedding shops are all in our anthropology stores. So we have about 20 across markets where our Beholden uh, design, uh, design and wedding shops live within our anthropology stores. And then Terrain, our um, home and garden concept uh, is completely independent, um, has its, its separate Website, uh, ha- we have uh, standalone stores, um, all kind of in the, in the east, in the northeast, and primarily in Pennsylvania. And that's really designed to create its own kind of unique lifestyle and inspiration and really kind of curated through this lens of like an amazing outdoor nature experience and garden. So, so, so that lives independently, um, but that's kind of the makeup of all of the brands for what we call our anthropology group. 
I mean, I feel like you guys are playing in some very pandemic hot spaces. Um, the gardening, the home decor, like you said, and now like with the with the return of weddings, I mean, that's a great space to be in. Tell me about how you've been able to lean into that, leverage that, um, those categories. I mean, ha- were you able to fulfill demand when when you know supply chains are tight and and difficult and demand is high? Yeah, I think, you know, we were really fortunate through the pandemic to be able to leverage that lifestyle approach. Um, and it was really kind of an enabler for us to continue to engage, you know, with our customers through the pandemic. We we definitely saw customers, I think, like everyone else, really shift to spend to things that made their space at home feel more beautiful and inviting, right, as everyone was at home more often. And I think like other you know, fully dedicated home retailers, we saw a really significant acceleration in categories like home fragrance and people were burning candles at home and furniture and decor and terrain, as you mentioned, you know, our home garden concept, our team likes to say there was a lot of new plant parents created <laughs> through through the <laughs> pandemic. Um, but I think the, the really great thing was that, you know, as customers really now then started to shift back to like fashion categories for events and return to office, whatever that looks like for for people or or doesn't, you know, and, you know, as you mentioned, kind of a record-breaking number of weddings, we were ready for that too. So I think, you know, uh, as we thought about, you know, really accelerating our home business, our terrain business through the pandemic, um, very fortunate that 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 has continued to grow as, you know, needs for customers in in apparel have returned and and we've been able to really take care of our customers across all all those categories. Well, let's pause because you mentioned Philadelphia and I'm looking at this great office. Tell me about where you are, how long you've been there. Is everybody there? What's happening in house? Uh, so I uh, started with the brand in April. So kind of in the, the middle, last April. So mid, mid pandemic, really. Uh, and we're based in Philadelphia in this amazing space uh, that houses the anthropology brand, Urban Outfitters, Free People and Newly. And um, it's this incredibly renovated, um, repurposed Navy Yard. Uh, So we have a building in anthropology and it sits on our campus that houses about 350 people. But on day one for me, uh, very few of those people were actually in the building. Um, So, you know, that that was a a unique situation, I think, from an onboarding perspective to to. it took a little longer, let's just say, for me to to meet all of those those in, all of our employees and all of our team. And if you think about it, when you meet someone on Zoom, right, they they look very different than when you meet them in person with a mask and without a mask. So, uh, you know, so so I think that some of those challenges of the onboarding were were difficult. But I think you know, in many ways, we like to think about you know the the benefits of of what we learned. I think from the pandemic, and that was you know people can be more productive. You know, they, we can have a more flexible work environment where I think people can, um, can be more productive. And, but, but that we also recognized that our, our business is one because it's so creative, it, it requires collaboration and our culture is one that, that we needed to be able to welcome people back and, and make that, that flexible so that that collaboration and that culture, you know, can kind of live. So it was an interesting time. I think joining, a new company, a new brand, and and leading and, and helping our teams work through, you know, what was a, a fair amount of disruption in, in terms of the way that, that they were had grown accustomed to work. 
I mean, being so new to the company, I often hear from maybe newly implanted, newly hired CEOs, C-suite executives, mostly CEOs, that um, it's like maybe you take a beat, take a year, you come out with a grand five-year plan or like, (laughs) but that's, you know, a lot of time it's for right tracking the business. I don't know that you maybe need to do that. But anyway, um, yeah, maybe what's your first order of business, I would say? Well, I think, you know, that our as I mentioned, our, the the brand had had grown nicely. We'd introduced new categories, um, and I think you know, as in any other business, that the apparel business can be a, a little bit cyclical. Um, and we had this incredible, you know, run and opportunity to to really take care of and focus on you know our very very loyal customer base at Anthropology. But I think we also recognized that we needed to really think about how do we how do we introduce anthropology as a brand to a new generation of, of anthropology customers, and so that was that was kind of our, our first order to set out to understand how do we how do we retain and 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 take care of of our existing customer, um, and but then what are the levers that we can pull in order to be able to introduce a new generation um, to, to our brand that we, we knew they would love. So, the, so that, that was kind of the, the, the path that we needed to set out on um, when I began. I would think that um, even though I first think of stores, when I think of anthropology, I would think that um, that involves a digital heavy strategy. Talk, to, talk about the role in di- uh, that digital plays in the company now, maybe what channels you're leaning into. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the role of digital for us um, has really increasingly become where our customer in, engages with us in, in, in addition to our stores. Um, and, you know, both organic and paid social, you know, have become really our most efficient ways to reach our customers, you know, along with digital media, really kind of redefining how we acquire new customers. So, you know, we have five, over 5 million Instagram followers, you know, very highly engaged across all our social channels and I think we're really working to strike the right balance between how we leverage both, you know, brand and content creators across those challenges, which are channels, I'm sorry, which enables our, our commitment to show greater diversity of, of content that we know our, our customer loves. And, you know, I think, you know, we just yesterday were reviewing some pretty great initial results as our team was really thinking about like truly hyper-targeted campaigns that really are geared towards a, a, a new younger generation of customers that, you know, stretched across all channels that, that we're pretty excited about. So um, feeling really good about complementing, I think, this, this store experience and sense of discovery that our brand was founded on and making investments in not only reaching our customers digitally, but also in digitally enabling that store experience too. Yes. Well, gosh, as stores closed uh, during lockdowns and all of that, and I and all things moved online, like how are things shaking out in terms of the breakdown between in-store versus online sales? Is it closer to pre-pandemic? Is it? Are you seeing a big shift? Yeah. So we we definitely saw, I would say, this spring, right? Customers really start to begin to return to stores, and so I think that what our our goal was to make sure that we could really maintain the, um, I guess the rigor that we put into, you know, an entire organization focusing only on a digital channel, you know, for a period of time when, when our stores were closed. So we're really, really pleased. I think, you know, maybe potentially, you know, I think sometimes retailers underestimate how that like experiential retail 
and sense of discovery can really welcome a customer back into a store. So, so we really invested, I would say, equally in ensuring that when customers were ready to come back to stores, that we were ready for them, as well as invested in digital and kind of creating that same um, sense of discovery on, on, on our digital channels as well. And so we've been incredibly pleased. Our, our, uh, I would say our DTC, our, our e-commerce and digital business is growing at the same rate as our store business, which is exciting to see. So really, you know, our, our customers, they, they don't really think about channels. I think, you know, we, we try to create an experience where they can linger in a store, you know, as long as they, as they like, or we can kind of create convenience for them on our website, you know, or inspire them with content. So it's, it's been really nice to see that, that engagement and customers returning to our stores and our, our sales associates really, really love our customers. So it's, it's nice to see that happening again. Any way that you want to evolve the stores, whether it's, um, I'm hearing a, a rush back to stores, first of all, which is exciting. Um, but in terms of, I don't know, a different footprint, a different, um, maybe the cities that you're lo- that you're open in, maybe um, any store closures based on recent, I don't know, move, move from moves from um, large cities to maybe suburban areas, a lot of the population, anything changing there? It's, it's definitely, I think, opened up, you know, some some new retail opportunities as we see, you know, where where, where customers are, are settling and moving. You know, we, we're con- kind of constantly always evaluating our real estate strategy. So, you know, we, we you know, if if we see the need to close a store, we will. Uh, it doesn't happen often. And um, we're, we're opportunistically, I think, looking for real estate markets and opportunities where, where we can you know, either enter into a new market. Um, we're looking at markets um, currently where we maybe don't have a beholden wedding concept. And so is there an opportunity to open a second or third market in that store where we can then incorporate, you know, kind of the full experience with beholden and and more intentional and purposeful um, home design uh, showrooms within within our our stores as well. So I think we're constantly looking at that. But but I would definitely say that there's there's new opportunities that came up depending on where people settled, you know, or or didn't, right? You know, throughout throughout the pandemic. For sure. Well, I think of <laughs> anthropology when I think of holiday, and we're approaching holiday. Honestly, I always give and get, like you mentioned, candles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from, <laughs> from the store. But um, yeah, how are you preparing for a holiday? What do you have in store in terms of campaigns? Oh my gosh, we're so excited about our holiday campaign because I think, you know, we, it, we're, we're somewhat unique during the holiday season in that we have, uh, you know, we have an equal amount of, of intention around a customer shopping for themselves and, and for buying gifts. And so, um, first of all, we launched our holiday campaign much earlier this year, um, weeks before, and and really we were seeing an, a tremendous amount of an appetite for all things related to the holiday. So as we look at you know what our customers searching for, what they're asking for in stores, so so we pulled it forward, um, and we're really excited about our campaign. We're calling it Sparkling Joy. It really extends across this incredible store experience, our packaging, our product. Um, again, that's really focused on unique, um, you know, sometimes unexpected and personalized gifts. And our teams have been working hard and, and probably started earlier than, than we ever have before in order to, to uh, make sure that, you know, we're opening our doors and, and we're creating this amazing experience for people during the holidays. But, you know, 
along with that, you know, we, we really are so excited about um, kind of the secondary part of that that we're calling life of the party. And, you know, as we know, people are more than ever, they're sort of celebrate whether they're going to go out or entertain at home. Our campaign really then is focused on providing inspiration from apparel to accessories to home decor for, for entertaining. So it's really, it sounds like we're, we're throwing it all out there, but in so many ways, we're, we're really excited to, to be able to kind of bring that unique sense of discovery around the, you know, the holiday time period as it relates to, you know, decorating your home or, or buying amazing gifts or, or just thinking about, you know, your own personal needs and, and refreshing your wardrobe a bit since, you know, potentially we all haven't done that for a couple of years. I love that you're addressing shopping for yourself. I don't know something about it because like if promotions are happening and I, I, no matter what, I just feel like I get really tempted and then I feel like guilty if I'm shopping for myself <laughs> during <laughs> well, the holidays. Well, you're not alone. Everyone else does it too. So <laughs> right on. Well, it definitely is a time of celebration. Congrats, 30 years. Tell me about how you are commemorating this occasion. What happening. Thank you. Um, you know, we're so like our customer, we have a multi-generational employee community as well. Um, we're celebrating 30 years of creativity with members of our team that many have been with us since the very early days um, and really continue to inspire us all alongside newer members of our team that really bring that same love of our brand and, and fresh new ideas. So um, we published our first uh, book, coffee table book with Rizzoli, uh, titled Art of Anthropology, that really celebrates um, our roots and creative accomplishments. And it's really been you know, such a labor of love for our creative teams because they were a part of creating those experiences in our stores. And so it's, it's 30 years of reflection of, of different store concepts, visual treatments, um, really creative and unique, you know, um, store treatments that, that the teams have, have been able to develop over the years. So, so that's been really fun. Um, and, and a, a bit of an opportunity, particularly for those of us that have been with the company for, for quite some time to be able to really kind of reflect and, and look back on that. Um, and then we really, um, wanted to celebrate and give back to the community of, of customers and artists um, and artisans that have supported us for the last 30 years. And so we really wanted to celebrate and give back to the community of customers, artisans, artisans that have supported us for the last 30 years. And so we've decided to uh, create a million dollar commitment to education and the arts over the next four years in order to be able to do that and felt like that was an important time uh, to do that as well. And then we've, we've had some fun events. We um, hosted um, an installation at the New York Academy of Art where we were showing, you know, some of our amazing designs. The teams recreated some of their favorite moments in stores. Uh, we hosted, you know, a panel of students that were able to ask questions for our, our creative um, and, and operations teams in stores. So we really tried to really encompass and, and have a moment really where we could reflect. Um, and, we'll, and we'll have a little, little get together at the end of the month where we'll, we'll all celebrate. I didn't even ask about your community. I, I definitely know some who are like very passionate about the, the company and would love to receive that coffee table book, for example. But yeah, what are you guys doing to maybe something intentional to fuel that community, really connect with your shopper? Uh, I don't know, fuel their passion for the brand, if you if you will. Yeah, I, you know, we talked about we have this, you know, really a multi generational shopper. We. We, we, we see them at our stores, right? Um, they're, they're coming in together. Um, 
And, you know, some of our most loyal customers have been with us, you know, from, from the very beginning. And, and, and then some are discovering our brand for the first time. So we really want to celebrate that sense of discovery that our customers have grown, you know, to love in our stores, but you know, also really kind of seek to inspire and engage, you know, th- them digitally as well. I, you know, I, I, I say all the time, our, our creative teams, which are part of our internal community, um, they, they're really the secret sauce of our brand. And so the opportunity to celebrate them either through our book or, you know, through a lot of the reflections of, of where we've been and engaging them and sharing that with our very loyal um, community of, of fans has has been fun. Our, our, our team's proud of that. Um, the, the book is selling incredibly well. So I, I think there's there are, there are people that are interested in seeing, you know, kind of a behind the curtains look at at how the, the creativity comes to life and then how that experience is, is created. So um, really, really proud and happy to be able to celebrate both our internal and, and our broader community um, through, through this celebration. Internally, it's nice how much you talk about um, valuing your associates and, and team members. I, I would just say when you go to anthropology, anyway, they, they have – it's a job to like, they, they know their stuff <laughs> and they seem excited about the company. Is there anything in particular that you guys, that you think that you guys are doing? Maybe it's different to kind of, yeah, keep that associate excited about the brand. Keep them, I don't know. Is it about training? Is it just about <laughs> including them maybe um, in, in meeting or I don't know, in anything else beyond the store experience? Yeah, I think I'll be on the store experience. Well, I think, you know, in the store experience, it it really starts with, you know, we've committed ourselves to really creating a a customer obsessed culture with a real unrelenting commitment to our customer. And, um, you know, our, our, our stores are designed to create a sense of discovery and linger and, and get inspired, but we really listened to our customers and realized that not everyone really wanted to shop that way. And so, we needed to really kind of connect the digital and physical experience more deliberately. So, you know, it was important for us to really enable our stylists in stores with, you know, digital concierge tools to really think about, you know, how they can take care of customers, which they have an immense amount of, of pride about, um, you know, the, the commitment to that in our stores. We, we hire people that like to be and work with people and um, their their passion for the brand and their passion for our customers, I think, really comes through. But I think we also needed to realize we needed to give them additional tools, right, for for a customer that that doesn't want to come and spend an hour, you know, in in a fitting room, and, and and they might, right, but but then also thinking through the convenience of of digital um, enablement of you know, like I said, you know, concierge to be able to kind of facilitate a relationship outside, you know, when they're in the four walls of our stores. And then I think, you know, we really wanted to, particularly coming out of COVID, think about how we could create like dedicated, you know, omni-fulfillment teams that that could ensure that we're delivering on the customer experience and shipping out of stores, but that didn't take away from the time that our teams were able to, to focus on customers. So our, our store operations team um, is is really incredible and they really do keep, I think, the the customer experience at the heart of that. And so we've been able to, to kind of redesign the way we staff our stores and, and think about that through the lens of ensuring that you're, you're greeted welcomely and, and, and you, you can, you know, linger and spend time in our stores, or you can just get in and out of our store quickly if you need to pick up a gift or, or restock a candle or, or whatever that may be. So. Ah. This is so interesting. I was talking to another retail um, executive, but they were talking about how 
um, they were really dividing the, I guess, responsibilities, almost specialists. Is that how you would describe it? You, it reminds me of that when you were talking about the different omni-channel team that's really out of house and doing some of those things that maybe the internal guys aren't doing. But is, does everybody do a little of everything? Is it more of a specialist type of a job? It, it's it's either a specialist or you know some stores it's just dedicated hours right so that so that they're they're not feeling like they're they're tasking and they're taking away from from the customer that, that they can you know there's a customer on the other end of an order that is getting shipped out of our stores that equally needs to to we need to make sure that we don't fall down on on that experience so I think it was more around dedicating either roles or hours to ensure that, you know, the customer on the other end of that, you know, digital purchase is, is, is taken care of and the customer that walks in our door is taken care of. And I think because some of that shifted so much, um, you know, kind of particularly through the pandemic, it became, um, I think, imp- important and imperative for us to recognize that, you know, you, you can't really staff your stores in the same way that you always did and ensure that, that you know, that their their heads are up and, and they're recognizing customers and they have the time, and, you know, to be able to, to commit to that experience. Well, let's talk the next 30 years. We talked about your first orders of business, but um, in addition, yeah, what's ahead? If you, I don't know, look to the future, where's anthropology going? Well, you know, we, we've talked, you know, so much and, and it will continue to be important, I think, for us to continue to to make investments towards creating, you know, that new sense of discovery for the next generation of anthropology customers. So that's that's our, our, our guiding light. But also, I think, really delivering on our purpose-driven values around creativity and community um, and committing ourselves, I think, to our internal community and teams that really work tirelessly every day to take care of our customers. We talked a lot about our teams in stores, but our teams here at the Navy Yard, you know, are, are, are so committed to taking care of our customers. And, and then I think really celebrating and giving back to our community of customers, as I mentioned, and artists and artisans that have supported us for the last 30 years. So, you know, I, I think, you know, my, my goal is to make sure that, you know, our community is such that it, it's, a, it's a good place to work, that, that people are collaborative, that they're able to fulfill, you know, what, what they want to do, and they're able to bring their most creative um, and genuine and authentic selves um, to work, and that they can do that in the pursuit of us being curious and really thinking about what that next generation needs and, and what the, you know, the, the new ways that we need to communicate to customers, the expectations that customers might have that are different than what they were for the last 30 years. So I think, you know, when, when we think about our, our values, it was important for us to really stay focused on, like, the importance of of curiosity, right, and and recognizing um, and adapting, but staying really kind of true to who we who we are, um, is is really what our team is focused on right now. We have a really fantastic team. I, I feel very fortunate to be able to work with them. Yeah, it's such a fine balance, staying true to values, evolving. <laughs> yes, but yes, excited to see where you guys go. This was great. Thank you so much, Trisha. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. I, I appreciate it. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with someone else you think would. Thanks for listening to the Glossy Podcast.